The KPFA.org archive program you are about to listen to is completely funded by listeners' donations. Maintaining our Internet archives is expensive. If you are one of the thousands of online listeners, please consider donating to KPFA using our secure online donation form at kpfa.org. Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and today is May the 8th, 2007, and you know what's happening today. Today is a money day, yes. We used to call it marathon. I don't know why we don't call it that anymore. I had a great song by Jacques Brel, you know, called Marathon, Marathon. I just think of it as money, 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 Moloch, Moloch. We can't function without the bottom line, without the box, but I will let that slide for a minute. I will tell you that I have a terrific premium for you today and that I'm going to read to you a wee bit from it. And I hope, I hope my engineer can help me play some of the CD bits. I I have a book called Say It Plain, A Century of Great African American Speeches. And uh, <laughs> it is plain. It is definitely plain and simple. These are um, these are the politicos. Now, as a rule, I stick to the poets and the prophets and philosophers and Toni Morrison and James Baldwin and Alice Walker and Du Bois. But these these uh, writers are the socio political tough guys. Uh, Sometimes I have to rein myself in and try try to read the uh, the hard nosed folks uh, and try to get myself grounded. Um, this book uh, and the CDs. This book contains Booker T. Washington, Marcus Garvey, Mary McLeod Bethune, Walter White. Oh, so many, Thurgood Marshall, you know, oh, Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory, that's a fun piece. Uh, Fanny Lou Hamer, the wonderful woman who said that she was, uh, all her life she'd been sick and tired, and she was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and she sat down and demanded the vote and got it back in 1964. And then there's Stokely Carmichael, dear Stokely Carmichael, who died, I guess, in 98. Uh, I remember his last appearance on television. He was in his robe and slippers. Uh, he was laughing. 
talking about the um, the guys in Washington, you know, the uh, <laughs> the men in the suits, you know, the guys that used to chase him, and he said, now they had to chase white boys. Anyway, <laughs> I guess, yes, he made the point. Anyway, this book also contains Martin Luther King's uh, mountaintop speech, of course, and the blessed Shirley Chisholm, first woman to, first black woman to run for president of the United States. And the immortal Barbara Jordan, voice like God. Uh, oh, there are so many, so many, so many, all the way to Jesse Jackson, of course, Lonnie Guineer, uh, Julian Bond. Anyway, I'm going to read you some bits and pieces. The book, once again, it's our premium. It's called Say It Plain, and it's got two CDs with it, and I recommend it to you. You can call in and subscribe. The subscription for this book and CDs is $100, so I just tell you that so that you can call in any time during this half hour or any time during the day and order it. Um, this is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and yes. Uh, <laughs> It's so hot in here, folks. Yes, I was thinking we're still in orbit. But today I was watching sweat dripping off the end of my nose. Yes, I hope I get through this half hour. Yes, we're still sailing around the same old sun, but it's too hot for me today. Uh, but we're going to raise these funds. Uh, you're going to become members of KPFA and... Make me proud of you. Yes, this is a free speech institution. And I've been given this premium to try and persuade you, you know, to help us out. We have to feed our staff and keep this building open. Yon engineer has a lean and hungry look. Yes, they look thin to me. We've got to feed them up. Uh, I have a list here of the kind people who've given us food and drink. Uh, today's food donors, the Gorilla Cafe, the Cheeseboard Collective, Whole Foods. Oh, I love Whole Foods. I love their, their turkey, turkey meatloaf. Uh, Flacos, Numi Teas, and Peaberry's Coffee and Tea. Those are the folks that um, gave us food. I had a little bite of pizza a minute ago. It was delicious pizza. Now, let's see. There's the generic premiums, people. The KPFA cap. Let's see. $75, one size fits all. Uh, there's a T-shirts, black T-shirts that say free speech radio and KPFA and all that good stuff. Uh, if you call in... On the phone here, they will tell you, they will tell you all the premiums that we have. The number is in the Five and Dime area code 510-848-5732 or it's 1-800-439-5732. Now, that one is the 1-800-HEY-KPFA number. HEY spelled H-E-Y 1-800-HEY-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A. And you'll get this book, this collection of essays and speeches by uh, great Americans 
sociopolitical activists, and there's two CDs to go with it. This is the kind of package that is perfect for school teachers. Now, when I was a high school teacher in Oakland many, many years ago, I used to have to collect this stuff, you know, bits and pieces here and there, and I'd copy it on the ditto machine. I'd get Martin King's speeches and get Dick Gregory to come over and talk to the students and you know, but it was always just little bits and pieces. Here we have it between two covers, the what we call spoken word of the past century. Uh, yes, Say It Plain, Children's Defense Fund, Marion Wright Edelman recommends, right, some of the most important speeches by African Americans. Okay, let's the rhetoric oratory in the beginning was the word, and African Americans used the word to speak truth to power, used their rhetorical skills to fight for jobs, peace, and justice. That's uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. He is uh, on the back cover here telling us that this is uh, good stuff. The publisher is New Press, uh, in case you're in the bookstore. You can find them on the web at www.americanradioworks.org. Uh, say it plain, right? Americanradioworks.org, all small case letters, right? Uh, Hi, Jennifer. This is Amelia, and I'm joining you here. Hi, Amelia is coming in. This is the head of the department. She's going to help me out. That's right. Well, I don't know if you need any help, but I'm certainly here to uh, encourage our listeners that are very devoted to to listening to you every week to to show us that you really want um, a mechanism for us to stay on the air here, and the only way that we can do that is by your sponsorship because we don't have sponsorship by any commercial entities we don't have commercials here or anything of the sort what we have is you we have you as our audience we have you as our supporters we have you as uh, those that keep us honest and uh, this is what we do here and we come to you three to four times a year asking for your support and that's what we're doing today and we have this great gift this afternoon offering you say it plain a century of great African-American speeches, and Jennifer, I think you might have mentioned it, but I did want to remind our listeners that not only for a $100 pledge do you not get this wonderful hard-covered book of of all these speeches that you have been speaking about, but you get a two-CD set as well, so you get the audio uh, accompaniment for this book, which is a wonderful, wonderful collection to have. It's great, as you mentioned, Jennifer, for teachers. It's great as parents because, uh, it's, it, well, it's great as for anybody who wants to keep a record of what has happened throughout the century, the words that have been spoken, the, uh, the, well, the movements that it has inspired as well. This is what we have for you. It's the people's history. It's the African-American history of the wonderful words that have been shared throughout the century. Yours for the asking if you call for a hundred dollar pledge as a thank you gift you get this book say it plain and the two d uh, two cds that come with it and it's yours for a hundred dollars you can call one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two that's one eight hundred four three one h e four three nine sorry about that four three nine h 
H-E-Y. Okay, I'm a little lost here with the numbers. You can tell it's the first day. By the second week, this is ingrained, inculcated in our brains, this number. We sleep with it. But right now, I'm going to read it because I was trying to do it out of memory. And, uh uh-oh, that's not working. 1-800-439-5732. What I was trying to say earlier was 1-800-H-E-Y-K-P-F-A. And uh, locally, if you're in Berkeley, if you're in Oakland, Albany, um, I think it's Cerrito too, you can call 510-848-5732. If you prefer to do it uh, quickly, the, the the quickest way to do it is to go online, and you could do that at uh, www.kpfa.org. If you're listening to us online, just hit the support link, and you could do it there. You will see all the information there is for Say It Plain, this wonderful book, and two audio CD collection that you get um, if you call in now with the 800 $800. Where am I? $100 pledge. It's $100. It's the key to Help me out, please. The sweat is dripping <laughs> off my nose. Even as I look up dear old Stokely Carmichael, I was just talking about his last words on television in 98. Before he died, he came here to Berkeley and... Um, in the 60s, the first thing I said in this speech in 66, he says, thank you very much. It's a privilege and an honor to be in the white intellectual ghetto of the West. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on to say other very enlightening and intellectual things. Now, they insist, of course, that um, he says, uh, he says, we're not ever to be caught up in the intellectual masturbation of the question of black power. Oh, Stokely. What I love about him is that he claimed black power when, of course, black power is the title of a book by Richard Wright back in 1950s. Richard Wright went to Ghana, I remember, and he spoke to the leader of the people there, and he had a lot of little hang-ups, being Richard Wright, of course. But he came home and wrote this book called Black Power, and I've lost my copy. I gave it to a student who, (laughs) I won't tell you what he did with it because you wouldn't believe me. Anyway, (laughs) this essay, this essay, uh, is full of stuff about Camus and Sartre and existentialism. Stokely Carmichael was really a head trip, let's face it. The ones that I picked, I thought we maybe could play a little bit of them on sure, the air. we're ready to play. How about, you know, Fanny Lou Hamer is the one that, as I told you, she said that she was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And this is a woman who came out of nowhere. This is a kind of a sharecropper saint, born 1917, died in 1977, and she is a mother from Mississippi, and uh, she didn't even know she could vote, and she just up and, what is that, uh, up and did it, Um, and she became part of SNCC, she became part of the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. You may have seen a little clip of her on television. It kind of creeps in there. The um, uh, uh, what is the television series for goodness sakes? The big one. I have uh, no idea, but I've got uh, Fannie uh, Lou Hamer ready for us. Maybe we can. Okay, do that let's while listen we... to Fannie Lou when she got to the yeah when she got to the um, uh, convention. What she said, Mr. Chairman, and to the credentials committee, 
My name is Mrs. Fannie Lou Hamer, and I live at 626 East Lafayette Street, Roosevelt, Mississippi, Sunflower County, the home of Senator James O. Eastland and Senator Stinney. It was the 31st of August in 1962 that 18 of us traveled 26 miles to the county courthouse in Indianola to try to register to become first-class citizens. We was met in Indianola with, by policemen, highway patrolmen, and they only allowed two of us in to take the literacy test at the time. After we had taken this test and started back to Roosevelt, we were held up by the city police and the state highway patrolmen and carried back to Indianola, where the bus driver was charged that day with driving a bus the wrong color. After we paid the fine among us, we continued on to Roosevelt and Reverend Jeff Sonny carried me four miles in the rural area where I had worked as a timekeeper and sharecropper for 18 years. I was met there by my children that told me the plantation owner was angry because I had gone down, tried to register. After they told me, my husband came and said the plantation owner was raising cane because I had tried to register. And before he quit talking, the plantation owner came and said, Fannie Lou, do you know, did Pap tell you what I said? And I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I mean that, that if you don't go down and withdraw your registration, you will have to leave. Said, then if you go down and withdraw, that you still might have to go because we're not ready for that in Mississippi. And I addressed him and told him that I didn't try to register for you. I tried to register for myself. I had to leave that same night. On the 10th of September, 1962, 16 bullets were fired into the home of Mr. and Mrs. Robert Tucker for me. That same night, two girls were shot in Roosevelt, Mississippi. Also, Mr. Joe McDonald's house was shot in. In June the 9th, 1963, I had attended a voter registration workshop, was returning back to Mississippi. Ten of us was traveling by the Continental Trailway bus. When we got to Winona, Mississippi, which is Montgomery County, four of the people got off to use the washroom. And two of the people, to use the restaurant, two of the people wanted to use the washroom. The four people that had gone in to use the restaurant was ordered out during this time I was on the bus. But when I looked through the window and saw they had rushed out, I got off of the bus to see what had happened. And one of the ladies said it was a state highway patrolman and a chief of police out of the south. I got back on the bus, and one of the persons who had used the washroom got back on the bus, too. As soon as I was seated on the bus, 
I saw when they began to get the five people in a highway patrolman's car. I stepped off of the bus to see what was happening, and somebody screamed from the car that the fire workers was in and said, get that one there. And when I went to get in the car, when the man told me I was under arrest, he cheeked me. I was carried to the county jail and put in the booking room. They left some of the people in the booking room and began to place us in cells. I was placed in a cell with a young woman called Miss Vesta Simpson. After I was placed in the cell, I began to hear sounds of licks and screams. I could hear the sounds of licks and horrible screams. And I could hear somebody say, Can you say yes, sir, nigger? Can you say yes, sir? And they would say other horrible names. She would say, Yes, I can say yes, sir. So I said, she said, I don't know you well enough. They beat her, I don't know how long. And after a while, she began to pray and ask God to have mercy on those people. And it wasn't too long before three white men came to my cell. One of these men was a state highway patrolman. And he asked me where I was from. And I told him, Roosevelt. He said, we are going to check this. And they left my cell, and it wasn't too long before they came back. He said, you are from Roosevelt, all right, and he used the curse word. And he said, we're going to make you wish you was dead. I was carried out of that cell into another cell where they had two Negro prisoners. The state highway patrolman ordered the first Negro to take the blackjack. The first Negro prisoner ordered me by orders from the state highway patrolman for me to lay down on a bunk bed on my face. And I laid on my face, the first Negro began to beat. And I was beat by the first Negro until he was exhausted. I was holding my hands behind me at that time on the left side because I suffered from polio when I was six years old. After the first Negro had beat until he was exhausted, the state highway patrolman ordered the second Negro to take the blackjack. The second Negro began to beat, and I began to work my feet. And the state highway patrolman ordered the first Negro had beat to sit on my feet, to keep me from working my feet. I began to scream, and one white man got up and began to beat me in my head and tell me to hush. One white man, my dress had worked up high. He walked over and pulled my dress. I pulled my dress down, and he pulled my dress back up. I was in jail when Matthew Evers was murdered. All of this is on account of we want to register to become first-class citizens. And if the Freedom Democratic Party is not seated now, I question America. Is this America? The land of the free and the home of the brave, where we have to sleep with our telephones off of the hook because our lives be threatened daily because we want to live as decent human beings in America. Thank you.
That is, that is uh, one of the American saints, Fannie Lou Hamer, and I hear, I hear people that I know and love tell me that it's not worth their time to vote. Uh, my God, what that woman went through just to be able to uh, claim her rights as a citizen, as Stokely Mar- Carmichael says here, he says, uh, yes, he says, in order to understand white supremacy, we must dismiss the fallacious notion that white people can give anybody their freedom. No man can give anybody his freedom. A man is born free. You may enslave a man after he is born free. And that is, in fact, what this country does. It enslaves black people after they're born so that the only act that white people can do is to stop denying black people their freedom. That is, they must stop denying freedom. They never give it to anyone. And he goes on uh, for many, many paragraphs here about the civil rights bills and uh, about voting and uh, about so many things. This collection, folks, is called Say It Plain, A Century of Great African-American Speeches. And aside from the very dramatic um, and uh, heartbreaking speeches like Fannie Lou Hamer's, you have some very... Um, what I would call <laughs> mind mind bending essays like Lani Guinier, an incredible woman. Um, let's see, Bill and Hillary Clinton went to her wedding. They were pals, but then, of course, when they <laughs> when they gave Lani a job, yes, <laughs> they decided they would give her some power, and she became assistant attorney general for civil rights. And she decided that, uh, you know, it was time we had some. That's She's, right. She yeah, did. She said, I was pigeonholed in a litany, let's see, Looney Lani, the Tsarina of separatism, the princess of portionality. Anyway, Clinton and um, uh, his good wife, yes, uh, sent defeat and withdrew their uh, support, um, calling her ideas anti-democratic. Oh, my God. That's what happens to the best of friends, you know, when the establishment moves in. Um, anyway, we've had Lonnie Guineer here at KPFA, and she is this wonderful, wonderful thinker. She understands proportional representation and all the, the voting rights um acts that we should put in place, but that are so exhausting. She says we see things as right or wrong, up or down, black or white, and of course, that's not the way uh, uh, governments work. Uh, Anyway, uh, I hope we have time to play. No, no, we don't. We don't have time to play any of Lani's speech. Uh, She's so funny. She's She's so charming. Why isn't she president? Why isn't she uh, Secretary of State. There you go. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, unfortunately, she was demonized for um, wanting some equity and mm-hmm. uh, and really making her life about having that equity. She was called the what the quota queen and mm-hmm. so many so many derogatory terms mm-hmm. by um, solely because she supported affirmative action and really mm-hmm. still makes her life about that. And the speech that is here is mm-hmm. actually of her um, different voices common talk why we need a national conversation about race. 
Denise. She actually will be here uh, at the end of this month, May, uh, I believe May 30th, on um, at the UC Berkeley for the Encore conference that's taking place. So uh, we're hoping that we could get her here so that we, you could know more about the work that she, she continues she's to coming do. coming at the end of May? To at the end of the May, yeah, yeah. yes. And we only have two minutes left. And, of course, this book could, could inspire so many conversations, so many discussions about uh, the plight of of the African-American experience throughout the century. And this is yours for the asking if you call now and support KPFA. And again, this is just a thank you gift. What is what is really the premium here that we're talking about is having KPFA here 24-7 for you, having Jennifer Stone here, having Cover to Cover and the celebration of the written, written word here at 3 o'clock as well as the arts programming at KPFA that is becoming so and so much more to- rare, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Shirley Chisholm, on radio. Barbara Jordan. Exactly. One eight hundred four three nine five seven three two eight four eight. 5732 is a number to call to pledge your support for KPFA. Let us know that you're there. Let us know that you care. Let us know that you will make sure that we continue to do the work that we need to do. And the only way that that happens is by you pledging your support here at KPFA. 1-800-439-5732-848-5732 is a number to call. And you could get the book for a $100 pledge. The book, Say It Plain, with the two CD as you have mentioned, as you have heard us mention, and it is yours for the asking. If you become a monthly uh, subscriber, you can do that very easily by just um, exploring those possibilities with our phone volunteers, and $8.33 is what it costs on a monthly basis. I know that KPFA is worth it, and I know that it's worth it to you. Won't you please go to the phone? pledge your support. I know they are hard-earned dollars, and we would not ask if we did not believe in the mission that we have here at KPFA. 1-800-439-5732-848-5732. Jennifer, we're out of time. I know more than 20 essays, people. Thank you so much. This, what is it, this... The voice, the voice, the voice of the people is what this is all about. Say it plain. I will be back on the air um, in two weeks. This has been Jennifer Stone. Till next time, go easy. And if you can't go easy.